Hi and welcome to Transition Podcast. My name is Noma. So today is the last day in the month of February, the month of love. And today's episode, I've decided that we are going to do Tales from the Web, uh, but Love's Edition, all right? So that's love stories from across the internet, um, from celebrities you may have heard of or you may not have heard of, but just love stories that have caught my attention. And I thought, why not? Why not just dissect and, you know, figure out what is happening here? Um, But I have to say that, um, you know, I'm very mindful about everything that's been going on in terms of Ukraine and Russia and uh, my heartfelt prayers continue to go out to everyone who is affected, everyone who is involved, um, praying for God's wisdom, praying for a timely resolution and um, that everything, everything just works out, everything works out that, you know, um, one of my favorite uh, Bible stories is the story of Ruth and in no way they mentioned you know God and God did this and God said that but we could see that behind the scenes he was just weaving something so beautiful and my prayer is that yes we may not some of us may not see where God is in all of this um, and that's you know a conversation for another day um, but my prayer and my belief is that at the end of it all, we will see just his mastery, just weaving something beautiful through it all in the end. So I just thought, yeah, I put that out there. So let's start. I mean, on a lighter note, Love's Edition, Tales from the Web. And I'm not alone. I have a special guest, all right, who is going to be hopping on this one with me. And I just hope it's as entertaining as I find it and um, I hope you find it entertaining as well. Okay, let's chat, people. Let's go. Uh, do you want me to introduce you or you introduce yourself? No, you, sh- you go ahead and introduce me. Okay, so we have um Transition Podcast today, the first ever guest co host, Lunching Lunching, uh, Barrister Uzo Ekwe. Uh, this is not a legal podcast, so this is such a big favor. <laughs> Getting him out of his elements, uh, yes, to just gossip a little bit. But yeah, welcome to Transition Podcast. Yeah, happy to be here. Okay, okay. So let's start off with um, this came out uh, last month. That's January uh, about gospel singer Samuel Oposo. Uh, he or is he Oposo? Anyway. The guy basically is a gospel singer and he in Nigeria, for those who are not aware, and he came out on, uh, I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram, to say, to admit that he had been unfaithful to his uh, wife. Um, it was a public apology um, that he had, uh, he made. Um, and uh, But reading further on the story, it's discovered that uh, the lady who he allegedly impregnated, who was, who is, um, in, and I'm, well, I don't know if she's African, I really don't know, but anyway, she's based in Dallas, US. Um, I don't know if she first came out, she came out with the story first of all, and maybe he was trying to get ahead of it, I don't really know. But what are your thoughts in terms of him coming out? Because I know in this social media age, like everybody tends to put a lot of 
in my opinion, a lot of private and personal things mm -hmm. that is nobody's business, really, you yeah. know, out there. Um, but so what are your thoughts? I mean, then you can also look at the flip side and say maybe he was trying to get ahead of it. So what do you think anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I share that view. I think way too much personal information is shared on social media. And I, and I think that um, when people realize that um, social media is akin to, you know, shouting in a market square, I think less and less personal information would be would be um, shared on that platform but but i think um you took the words right out of my mouth i think for celebrities or you know public, A -list, A -list public figures i think most times when we feel that they're oversharing it probably has more to do with getting ahead of a story mm. um, and then controlling the narrative of that story um, in this particular case, I mean, there's a um, shot of vilifying the other woman. I think his only option was to, you know, get ahead of it, take it on the chin and, you know, seek forgiveness. And definitely not just from his wife, probably from his fans and followers. Yes, because he said that he was going to step aside from ministration and things like that. But it made me also remember, I don't know if you know this pastor in America, John Gray. Um, he also had um, similar, well, not about impregnating, I don't think, but a similar um, scandal, if I should use that word. Um, and he also came out um, to, uh, you know, to confess also, for the lack of a better word. So, do, But I'm thinking, um, is, it, is it a good thing in terms of, because because social media is accessible, like anybody can get any information, is yeah. it a good thing? Do you see it as it can, it makes people even more accountable than if it wasn't there? Because I imagine if there was no social media, you know, I don't think any pastor, I, I don't know, I don't know how fast the news would have gotten, but I, anyway, pastor or any human being, basically, but the news, you know, may not have gotten as far because social, but now social media is involved, you know, like everybody wants to quickly change the narrative to favor them or something because anybody can hear or spread yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's another side of it. I think the emergence of social media has done, uh, has had the positive impact on accountability, um, whether it's for political office holders, uh, celebrities in their arts, yeah. uh, men of God in their trees. Um, yes, social media has sort of um, had that positive impact in terms of accountability. And, um, you know, news travels faster and wider. And, yeah, um, yeah I think it's, 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 it's had a positive impact in that sense. Um, but I still traditionally hold on to the opinion that um you know social media is um should be um taken in doses or exploited mm. in doses i think um it's such a rabbit hole you know you start mm. sharing a little bit then you start sharing more then you can't exactly. do anything without it you know, on social media exactly. You know, I, 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 I did, um, sorry, I just I said, I, 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 <laughs> I did an episode there. Um, I did an episode a while back where I actually did yeah. with, like, 
researched this whole social media thing. I think I call that episode social media palava. And it actually proved, right? I can't remember what for, but I'll just paraphrase it. That the, I can't remember the medical term, but that endorphin we get when we share on social mm -hmm. media, the same endorphin we get when we get money or when we have sex. Hmm. So that says everything good. Like it's the same. So that is why people who share just keep sharing. Because when you share and it's liked, when you share and it's reshared, it's retweeted, it's this, it's that. It's like it, you don't yeah, know. And you, the and you keep chasing that. Get exactly. And so you the boundary does because you just want to keep feeling subconsciously. You don't even know that that's what is happening. You know? Yeah, I, I, I think in the and I think in the long run bottom is done i think in the long run when you look at the positives and the negatives in terms of yeah. the impact of social media on a generation or whichever generation you look at mm. um i think in the long run i i have that feeling that the negatives will outweigh the positives i just yeah. i just have that i i have that bias let me say Mm. No, I, I feel like what it what it does in terms of um, self image, in terms of the need for validation, but it does have its its good sides. Um, but I, I just have a bias for for the fact that I think it would. But looking back, we would see it could probably have done more harm than good. And yeah. uh, I, I still feel people share way too much. Way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's actually someone uh, I follow on on Twitter, and I feel like she shares way too much, not even in terms of personal information, but just in terms of random drinking tea, oh, I feel tired today, what is happening, oh, the sun, like, just those kind of mundane things, and I'm like, you don't have anybody in your life to share yeah. this with, like, that you feel the need to constantly, you know, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just promotes narcissistic tendencies and it, it just, I just, I just have a, a I'm, I'm wary about social media. Let's go. So the next story, Nini Leakes, um, she's a reality um, celebrity person in America, right? Okay. And um, she was married to her husband, Greg Leakes, for 10, well, over a decade. Um, they were divorced at a point. They got remarried, you know, drama, drama. But um, all through the period of their marriage, he was battling um, cancer. So unfortunately, September 21st, 2021, he passed away. But surprisingly, by December of that same year, 2021, Nini Leakes was out and about town with her new man, like, PDA, the whole, the whole thing, right? And uh, a lot of people felt it was too early. Um, personally, I felt it was too early, regardless of, you know, because I guess maybe some people might say maybe she had already grieved his loss because he had been sick for a long time. Um, but I just, I just felt, regardless of that, there's a way things look. Which takes us back to the whole social media story thing. Like, there's yeah. a way things look that regardless of how cool you are with dating, like less than a month after your husband has died, there's a way things look. But then again, saying that is like, oh, the whole thing of uh, people saying like, do you, do you boo, live your life, YOLO yeah. and, and all that, you know, stuff. 
Um, but what do you think? You know, I mean, less than a, a it's like a month, basically. Yeah, it's uh, two months and change, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's off, off the top of my head, I want to say, I want to say it's too soon. But mm. then I'm also, I'm also tempted to, you know, you, you can't really um, legislate or uh, you can't really determine how another person should grieve. You know, people mm. grieve differently. And you said something that is right on point. You know, with, with terminal cases, um, most mm. times it's possible to make your peace with it before the mm. inevitable demise. You know, it, it, it's possible to make your peace with it long before death actually occurs. And so in that yeah. sense, you're, you're further along the mourning process than the public actually knows because, um, you know, you've... You've processed it long enough. Um, mm. I, I, I still think that um, in this case, it's, it's really none of our business. But at the same time, as a pub, when you're a public figure, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you, mm-hmm. you have to be sensitive to these things. Yeah. It's, it's a bit insensitive to be, um, you know, up and yeah, about, I mean, all over the place, PDA, yeah. two months after. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it, I mean, you have celebrities, right, in Hollywood and all that who are not in this kind of situation, but they keep their relationship very, very, like, under wraps and private until, yeah. they are, get, until they are really sure that, okay, what we have cemented here is a real thing. Okay, yeah. now we can face whatever backlash wants to come. I just feel like you're grieving, you know? It's like when you're, you've broken up with someone that you really loved or whatever, and then you just... Immediately you break up, you start dating the next person. Like, yeah. regardless you know, of, yeah. You, you you did mention that. I mean, the, the relationship is quite unique. Um, they separated or got divorced, then got back together. Mm-hmm. You know, so who is to say that um, getting back together might have solely been for the purpose of caring for him in what they would have known at that, they may have known at that time were his final moments. Mm. So it might mm. not have been a, a, a romantic, there might not have been a romantic basis for um, getting back mm. together. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if, if, if you look at it, you, you want to believe that no one would be that insensitive, you know? So yeah. you want to believe that um, the relationship you want to believe she's further along in the morning process. You don't want to believe that yeah. she actually doesn't care. But I mean, yeah. You... But it's easy to translate it that way, you know. It's yeah. easy to translate it that way. Yeah, and 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 the public should. The public is within their rights to translate it that way because she is, after after all, and sought to be a public figure. You know, yeah. she sought she sought fame, and she sought you know. Um, to be a public figure so then yeah. you can't you know cry about your every decision being scrutinized you have to mm. be sensitive you have to be sensitive towards these things so yeah i think um yeah i mean what i would applaud me. her mm. I, I mean what i would applaud her is that even when she was getting a lot of heat mm. for it she didn't she didn't slow down she continued to put it up on you know social media like their dinner mm. dates and stuff like that so i'm like ah, this one has thick skin though you know because i mean yeah, uh, thick skin of, she might just be going for shock value uh, that, you, you know because this kind of thing 
uh, we have seen it before, a situation where this relationship now doesn't work, like they break yeah. up, like, it, yeah. you know, it, it now brings another, oh, you see, this thing was not even, like, it was too, like, I really don't, there are some people who do some things that I just feel like, what goes, how do you reason it? Like, how does it make sense? Like, I'm seriously in awe yeah. of the kind of connections you made in your brain that made you, yeah. like... This is a good idea. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because I feel like, if, if even if it's far along the process, even if, like, maybe towards the end, you know, she was already disconnected from the, the then man... Then again, you need... I, I think you also... You, we need to consider that, you know, in this day and age, where... At some point, people are famous for stuff, sports, mm. arts, you know, mm. but with, with, with reality TV, these are people that are famous for being famous. They, these are exactly. people that, that sought yeah. fame. There's really nothing fame. special per se. Yeah. You know, so if you want to be hard, if you want to be, you know, hard about it, you'll say, I mean, what do you expect from, from a, a reality TV mm. star? You know, mm. anything, anything for, anything for the attention, anything for, you know, it's, to me, in terms of fame, you know, in terms of celebrities, I feel like the reality group, the, the reality TV group, uh, yeah. I, I don't, um, they're phenomenal, really. It's, yeah. it's something else there. Yeah, because I just, you know, it's that same thing, you know, but people have that same, but they say, don't marry your rebound and those yeah. kind of things like you know yeah. you're you're in a everybody just believes that you should be in a state because this guy was the way he was portrayed i would say their yeah. relationship even before the divorce and then when they got back together it was like they were the loves of each other's lives and you know the way yeah. we we interpret those kind of things is you mm -hmm. know it will take a while even if you get over it but it will take yeah. a while you know yeah, so I, just i understand to, it's not adding up yeah, yeah, it's 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 very weird. Um, it's very very weird. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next story. So this one is yeah. um, Noel Jones. He's an American pastor, and mm. uh, I believe really what his his deal is. I think he's a he's a bit of it. Uh, he's a bit controversial, not necessarily yeah. in the way he preaches, but I think in the way he he lives for most people. Um, okay. So I don't. I think he was married before. I think that's the gist. I think he was married before a long time ago, and I don't think that marriage worked out or something. And so he has been single for a very, very, very long time. Now, in the, in the years that this man has been single, he has had this friend, quote unquote, you know, air quotes, um, this lady called Loretta. And this Loretta has been, everybody knows, like madly in love with him. Like that one is not even. Uh, it was glaring, you know, because they did this uh, Preachers of, you know me, I like reality TV. So yeah. there was this series one time called Preachers of LA. Okay, and um, yeah. so he, he was part of the, you know, the Preachers. And so this okay. storyline, a particular other pastor that has had such an issue with their relationship because he just felt, for the lack of a better word, it was very ungodly. Like, are you guys, what are you people mm. doing? Are you get married or, you know, what is happening here? But anyway, that aside, so this Loretta has just been mad crazy about him and has just been there in his life, like a yeah. permanent fixture, you know, not going anywhere. Surprisingly, 16 years later or thereabouts, Noel Jones is now 72 years old. And in one church service, he decides to propose to 
Loretta. Now, the proposal is very unromantic. You know, I mean, mm. anybody needs you just go and Google it. You know, it, it was for a lot of people had an issue. It was very like, just to summarize the things he said, it was like, I'm getting old. I need somebody to look after me. You've always been there. Will you marry me? Kind of, you know, the summary of all well, my interpretation of everything he said. So a lot of people are like, I mean, you'd, you would have put some romance and flavor in, in there. And so my question for this one is not really necessarily what, what you think, but my question is how long, especially for the Loretta person, because she spent like a lot of comments that I saw when I was watching that YouTube video, a lot of comments were like, oh my gosh, this woman gave this man like her youth, yeah. you know, like her 30s, her 40s. I think she's in her 50s now or thereabout. And I was like, is it possible to love somebody that much that you would just, regardless of what you are in that person's life, you would just be in that person's life? Like, is, is it is that possible? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think yes and no. I, I think mm. that, you know, when you talk about um, romantic, the romantic aspect of romantic love, you know, mm. um, I think it it has to be reciprocated to grow. Mm. Mm. I, think, I think it just has to be reciprocated to grow. So when you talk about unrequited love, you know, it always happens for a period and then the party who is not receiving the love back painfully mm. has to move on or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to romantic relationships, it has to be um, reciprocated for the love to grow. So yeah. I, I think, and again, we're talking about reality TV. Um, yeah. I don't understand why pastors will have a reality TV show. But... Like for real, <laughs> that, was, that was very conflicting. <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day, I think there aspects of their relationship were not shown on the reality TV show. And those, mm. those aspects of their relationship that were not shown would tell us why she hung around that long. Yeah. You know, I, I think he must have, you know, um, encouraged it. Yeah, um, no, clearly. That one was very clear on the reality. Yeah, so, encouraging yeah, so she, it. She, and he was enjoying the attention, yeah. yeah. So she wasn't just pining away for him. And then he was making it clear that nothing can happen here. Mm. You know, so, you know, even the snippets you might have seen on the reality TV show where, oh, this guy's enjoying this attention and he's actually cutting this attention. I mm. still believe, like, off camera, there, there must have been more, he must have been more direct in, you know, encouraging the happy mm. And, you know, who is to say that they haven't, they, they weren't... Um, you know, there wasn't a romantic relationship, you know. Yeah, you I mean, they were say... very, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, they were so very keen think... about it. Yeah, they never said yes or no, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you hang around that long where... Yeah, I mean, 16 years is a lot. no reciprocal. Yeah, I, I don't think, um, it's not, it's not um, natural to do that. But yeah. then again, if if that happens, you know, when you say it's not natural, there are exceptions, you know, where it becomes mm. an where it becomes an obsession, you know, mm. where where that party may have some, um, you know, um, relational difficulties, so it, mm. it becomes an obsession as opposed to realizing that, you know, there's nothing here. But no, I don't think you hang around that long, yeah. where it's not being reciprocated. You just uh, you know, no, nah. but 
that kind of love, I, it, it always has to be reciprocated to grow. Yeah. yeah so, like, if somebody came to meet you, if someone came to meet you for, like, in this kind of situation, maybe not 16 years ago, maybe, like, okay, I've been liking this girl or a girl, you know, I've been liking this guy, and, you know, this is kind of, like, how he's playing out. He's not saying no, he's not saying yes, or she's not saying no, she's not saying yes. How long do you, like, when should I check out and i've already told this person like i really like you but the girl is she's not denying my liking of her but at the same time she's not claiming it in the way i want her to so for you what would you say just walk away like when when do you think that kind of person should actually mm. just give up and move on i think almost immediately mm. i think because in most scenarios what happens is i'm friends with this girl I like her. She obviously knows I like her, but I haven't gone for it. Mm. You know? And then I hang around in the friendship zone um, for a year or for two years, but I've never really gone for it. You know, I believe, like, my take is in that kind of scenario, as soon as, you, one, you have to go for it. Mm. What's, the, what's the worst that could happen? And two, yeah. as soon as you go for it and maybe you are turned down, or there's pushback, I think immediately, however difficult it is, you move on. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. There's no pushback. There's no turning down. The person yeah. is not saying no, but the person is also not saying yeah, yes. So that, the person that's, is... That's being turned down, isn't it? Oh, okay, so that's being turned Okay, okay, it's, I guess. It's the same that. thing. Like, if, okay. if, she, if she or he is actively leaving you in limbo, I yeah, mean, th that's immediately, however difficult it is, you move on. Because what is going to happen if you hang around is you're just going to hang around with someone yeah. or something you don't know because you're going but to don't hang you around find that people that have trying to win her over. Yeah. Yeah, but what you say, eh, don't you think that there are people with that hope of, okay, since she's not saying yes and she's not saying no, I can change her mind. Like, I can make her lean more towards yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said almost immediately. Yeah. Because... If you feel really strongly for the person, the moment you go for it and she's neither here nor there, I mean, naturally, you're going to, you know, apply more pressure. You yeah. Know, you're going to see if, okay, if I lean in more, you know. Yeah. So I said almost immediately because sooner or later you get the gist, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I think hanging around longer than is necessary, it just, it just deteriorates. It's... It just becomes a mess. However difficult it is, I would say almost immediately. Yeah. Almost immediately. I mean, there were people that were saying things like, uh, for this Loretta Bay, people are saying things like, man, this woman needs to learn to love herself. Like, she doesn't have any self-esteem. Because, um, like I said, the proposal was just very, you know, just... You know, I, 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 must, I must also add, like, it, it may not be um, popular... Well, it, popular opinion but it's just fact traditionally mm. i think this relationship thing needs to be approached differently when 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 you needs to be seen differently when you're a man and when you're a woman however okay. um you know unpopular that sounds you know okay so how, maybe, how do you mean maybe it's yeah. not peace but i mean that you know it's one thing to um walk away go for it yeah it doesn't work you walk away because mm. by tradition, what tradition has mandated is that it is the men that go for the woman. It is the mm. men that propose to the woman. Mm. So for the woman, 
it's about either making yourself available or not available. You're not yeah. really encouraged to go for the man. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out. So um, in, in that scenario, what, what, I, what I guess happened is that she ended up, you know, making herself available to him for yeah. whenever he's ready. Yeah, you know? exactly. So for her, it would be about, you know, calling it in at some point and deciding that you are not going to be available to this guy yeah ever that's, they, yeah so that's what i'm saying like that's what i was asking like is there a kind of love like for me it was just very mind baffling baffling because like i said i watched that preachers of la series and i was just i was perplexed like you could see their subtle flirtation in certain scenes but and whenever anything yeah. on like are you people dating yeah. They will start, you know, dodging and moving like water and shadows and things like that. <laughs> I know the so, funniest thing. You know the yeah. funniest thing. Even if she decided not to make herself available, even if let's say she got married ten years ago, yeah. it's still possible that the moment he came for her, she would yeah, leave she have dropped she was with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What manner of love mm. is this? Like, is only the love of Jesus. <laughs> is only the love of Jesus. I know that it's like this. Like. What is yeah. it about Joel Jones that makes you? Because I was, as I was just reading up stuff, I was saying like allegedly he has dated people, like even this Nene Leaks, he has mm. dated, you know, allegedly. Um, no, I mean, the, that this... way, like he has, he has, you know, so I'm just like the kind of, you know, yeah. people he has dated. I'm like, what is it about this guy that, I mean, you are ready to, you know, because even in his proposal, for example, he was saying things like, I'm just remembering bits of it, how he kept asking himself. Is he ready to trade a, his uh, robe, his freedom for a straight jacket? Is he ready at, to, you know, 70. like, I'm telling you, like, he was just saying stuff that was like, okay, so <laughs> are you marrying her because, and then he now was even saying things like, um, you know, he's getting older. Is it fair that she comes and she's just pushing me around in a wheelchair? And I'm like, what are you, like? So you're just planning that when you marry her, you just be sick. Like, what are you talking about? No, but we have to be realistic. Like, anyone marrying at 17 is making a pragmatic decision. Exactly. Because I you don't know think that... anyone getting married at 17 is thinking romance. As far as I'm concerned, this whole thing, mm. this whole thing is on her. I cannot begrudge him for looking out, looking for the person who he unconditionally yeah i can't begrudge yeah. that and if she makes herself available for that good luck to her but yeah. um it's um obviously obviously you know whatever you want to call it to me from the outside looking in i don't know these guys i think it's emotionally abusive and manipulative uh but exactly again, yeah yeah but do you think do you think that like people were saying like oh like she needs to she this woman doesn't love herself like do you think there's a level of lack of self-love that would not necessarily even like in this story now but do you think that there's a level of yeah, lack of self-love that would make someone stay in a in a, a relationship or wait for somebody to choose them like yeah yeah definitely Definitely, because you see, it's it's case by case and it's it's context. Like you, yeah. when you have the time, you look into the person's background, you look into the person's yeah. relationship history, you look into mm. 
you know, uh, there, there are so many things that inform the way we are, you mm. know, but definitely there's an unhealthy um, sense of self involved yeah. where put yourself, you deliberately put yourself in that sort of scenario. Um, mm. And, you know, uh, again, it's, I don't know if it's like the Nigerian thing, but also mm. again, like if if she's a believer, if she's a Christian and she worships at his church, there's also this sense of you know admiration and awe about yeah. the man of God. Yeah, yeah. Also, there are so many factors at play, but definitely there's um, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's safe to say there's some personal issues there in terms of yeah. You know, yeah, that would yeah. just yeah. Um, yeah. even accept. I mean, that kind of proposal. To be honest, I feel like the person should have done a bit more. Uh, yeah. If they made you wait that long, then they should have done a bit more to make you feel good. You know about what you're you're getting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good, so now let's good luck go. to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. <laughs> the guy is already talking about being moved in wheelchairs. So. Yeah, I mean. How long that one will be? I mean, I can get another yeah. sixteen years of being married to him because if you waited sixteen years, she's a carer, basically. Yeah, I mean, you should enjoy. You should enjoy him well. Okay, mm-hmm. so the next story. So we're moving back to Nigeria again, and this one okay. is about Nollywood uh, actors. So there's this guy. I mean, I just, I his face became familiar to me when I saw it, but he, I didn't know his name. So his name is Stan Eze, and mm-hmm. his wife. Uh, Jessica is in now, but obviously before Jessica Obasi. So they made headlines last year when he gave an interview, I think it was BBC Pigeon, and he admitted that his wife was lots older than him. Um, I'm thinking maybe like 10 years or something. I can't really remember specifically, Hmm. but like not like two years or more, like a lot, lot older than him. Yes, significantly older than him. And, you know, again, trust people now when you put things out there basically like you said you're shouting in a marketplace there's somebody that's going to stop and engage you so people also had an opinion you know people had opinions about it you know that it was mixed um but what i found interesting was the fact that it was so weird because it was a guy you know because if this was the other way around and it was a, a guy who was marrying a, a lot younger lady everybody would have just been like yeah no matter that one is not news you know but i feel like because it was the the other way round it was like yeah you know and then of course the name stan easy you know speaking in terms of nigerian setting so he's from the eastern part of the country that you know is, so yeah. I think all those kind of things were like eh, how you know it was it just sounded very strange and what is going on yeah. but i do think speaking as a woman i do think there's an advantage and I don't know, I, I probably didn't think this, you know, many years ago, but I do think that there's an advantage in being with a lot older person, whether for, for being with a lot older man or being with a lot older woman. I, I, I'm realizing that there is an advantage. Yeah, there are disadvantages, but I'm, I'm beginning to think whether the advantages even outweigh, outweigh the disadvantages. disadvantages. Because I feel like, especially speaking as a woman, like, or even a human being, basically, you, it's only when you start crossing your 20s into your 30s that you actually start even understanding your makeup, you know? Like, 
understanding mm. what your focus is, understanding what your you know your drive is because for the longest time you're being shaped by your parents you're being shaped yeah. by people and telling you what to want and how to want it and what your vision should be and what your dream should be but there's a point in time where you are able to even be more introspective for yourself about yourself and know like um okay i know this is, is what works for me i know this is you know is what i want like for example <clears throat> i was saying <clears throat> I was saying to myself that, you know, there was this video you sent to me about Dave Chappelle where he talked about a lamb, you know, being a lion and like the mother yes. told him that, you know, and I realized that, you know, for me, if, if I was to look at it in the context of dating now, mm -hmm. I now know that what will work better for my kind of person is a lamb who knows how to step in and be a lion. Because at the end of the day, when he steps away from that lioness, you get your lamb back. But if you're with a lion, and I mean it in a negative sense as well, like, you know, being able to yeah. be aggressive and, yeah. you know, just in your face. Yeah. But if you're with a lion who you want to become a lamb, I feel like that is even a more difficult um, shift for someone, like someone who is, like, aggressive and, you know, very loud and things like that, to now suddenly be calm and soft-spoken and, and gentle. So I just feel like as you get older, you understand yourself. So even the kind of partner that you want, in this sense, like, between the Jessica and the Stan person, like, yeah. you now know, okay, this is what fits me. But what do you think? Do you think, um, do you find this um, interesting in terms of the uh, age difference? And do you think it's better to an extent, you know, maybe not 10 years, but obviously, like, it doesn't matter either way. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, for one, I have a, a bit of a different take on this. I think, okay. for one, I think, yeah, personality, okay, maybe not, per personality and temperament, you know, the, mm. the age can influence it to a certain point, yeah. but generally i think they are you know independent of age um mm. i think i'm talking what you said um but it's the other way around and an older guy is buying a much younger woman that's that's where the the term cradle rubber came from so mm. it's it's it, it it is traditionally um maybe not maybe more ridiculed than frowned upon and it's mm. actually when it's the other way around, like it is now that, you know, people mostly just give it a pass. Like, oh, the cougar thing is not even really um, mm. a negative stereotype. It's like a yeah. high five, you know. Yeah. So, it's, um, so, yeah, I think it's the other way around. Um, but with, with, with the age thing, I mean, there are, it's just like physical preferences. Some people like... Mm big girls, some people like um, Lekba girls, you know, some people like tall girls, short girls, dark guys, light-skinned guys, chubby guys. Like, you'll be surprised how different each person's palette mm. is in terms of, you know, physical types. What the aspect, yeah, what the aspect Yeah, what, what the aspect is, exactly. Mm. You know, so in this sense, I think um, a lot of guys mm. actually... I'm I'm realizing now that a lot of guys I, I don't want to make a blanket statement and say prefer, but I say wouldn't mind a mature woman. Mm. Um so I'm not
years is, you know, oh, wow, 10 years. But in terms of, I think there are more guys um, getting married to their age mates and people, women older than them, than maybe 15, 20 years ago. You mm. know, and, and I think what has happened is, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to, you know, when, when, when you're talking about something like this, it's, it's, it's never a good idea to use stereotypes, you know, because yeah. stereotypes are often the extremes. So yeah. when you're comparing, yeah. you must, you know, be moderate about it. But, but the truth is that there's a trend now, like more guys, a guy in his mid-30s <clears throat> is more likely to marry a girl in her mid-30s. 10, yeah. 15 years ago, you'd be going for mid-20s or later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something has changed. Um, there can be a longer, a much longer conversation about the factors that have changed that have caused this new trend. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I see it a lot now. And um, I think in terms of age, especially in this case, the, the main consideration has to be, you know, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it is, um, I really don't think it's a temperament thing, you know, because I've, mm. I've had friends who got married to supposedly older people and they were not particularly empathetic or mature or, you know, responsible. You know, yeah. so I, I, I've been, my mind has been disabused about this. Um, yeah, like, that there's actually... Um, yeah, these absolutes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all exactly. good. Mm. So I think for them, for this particular case, I think it will be biological. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you, you're getting married to a woman who is 10 years older than you, then you probably don't have the luxury of, oh, you know, when people say, when I get married, to like, just for the first two or three years because mm. if you're talking about 10 years old and it's 40, a 40 year old to a 30 year old the lady naturally is probably thinking if she's thinking of having children at all because I mean mm. there's nothing wrong in deciding you don't, have, you don't want children yeah. but if she's thinking that way then that affects the husband's plans he, he mm. will have the luxury of saying no for the first two years we're not going to have children we're just chilling yeah, yeah. just chilling exactly so with the age thing, I think the only issue there will be biological. I don't. Yeah. When and I, you are ten years older than me, I thought you'd be more mature than this. Yeah. Mm. That, that one is. Uh, I mean, then again, yeah. Yeah, going to what you said, like it doesn't really matter. I mean, I tend to uh, romanticize um, the idea of yeah. you know this this kind of situation of the lady being Silver lot older. Yeah, <laughs> like um, she's at a place in her life where financially she's good, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever she wants, she, most of what she wanted to do with her life, like most of her dreams, hopefully she has lived it, you know, I mean, she has amassed whatever things she, she wants to amass. So in a way, like she knows herself, um, yeah. she's comfortable. And so this is not the thing she's doing to become. This is she already yeah. it's just the addition, you know? And mm. I feel like that kind of tone makes the marriage different because mm-hmm. the her expectation of you, as opposed to if she was someone in her twenties, 
you know, who, who was still discovering herself and who still did not know what she wanted to really do. And, you know, like, just still, like, a bit unsure. That's not to say that they are not 20, you know, people in their that 20s. Are 30, yeah. Yeah, you know, but for the most I've read and I've heard in terms of, like, research and all these kind of things, like, 20s are... I almost is that stage where you're discovering so yourself. Is, you know, yeah, you're discovering yeah. yourself. Uh, it's when you start getting into your thirties that a lot of things you start outgrowing. That's where that term comes from, unlearning. You know, that whole unlearning thing is mm -hmm, like you're not mm -hmm. learning a lot of beliefs you had, and oh, I'm supposed to like this, and I'm supposed yeah. to be this. Yeah. So I just feel like for you know, but for me, the funny thing is that when I flip it, right. I don't really always, the first thing I see, if it's a lot older guy marrying a younger person, I don't necessarily first see an advantage. I first see a disadvantage in that setting. He, he wants to chance her. Not even just chance her. I see somebody who wants to be like controlling, you know, somebody yeah. who wants to become a father figure and, you know, mm. do it like this and do it like that, you know. I remember like when I was in school, like there was, this person, but he was in um, in UK, like there was this guy, but a lot older than I was. And I remember one day we went out to eat. I think it was Pizza Hut or something. And I was talking about, I don't know what was happening that year with Christina Aguilera or something. And this person did not know who I was talking about. <laughs> like, the whole conversation was just, and then we were supposed to now go somewhere and he was saying to me how oh this your jacket is too tight and those are those times you know those cool leather jackets that yeah mm. they, they are very thin but that was the whole <laughs> you know so i feel like when it's flipped i i, I feel like it's even a more negative because then you have somebody yeah. who what to do who sees you as a child so they may never even sit down to want to hear okay what do you have to say about this it's more like you know sit down let me tell you what is good for you yeah. So I guess it depends. I don't know whether it's because I'm, I'm a woman looking at it that yeah. way. You know, yeah, but I don't again, know. you're right. But again, those are the extremes. Yeah. You know, because in, in all of this, in all of this, there's a sphere where, you know, um, it's not what is good for the goose isn't good for the gander in this case. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's more or less a to each his own. You mm. know, because you could see, I think there's a. Um, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones, I think. Mm, yes, yes. So there's, that a one large, is there's a large, uh, yeah. there's a yeah. significant age gap between them. But Very, for, yeah. for what we know from the outside looking in, it's a, it's a marriage that has lasted very little to no scandal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some, okay. some temperaments, some people are more suited to, you know, an, an older guy or an older woman, and for others, it, it, it just might not work. So I'm, I'm more, I think it, to me, from my experience and from what I've seen, the concern mm. is more about, I see two people, and if I know their temperaments yeah. separately, and I see yeah. them together, I may, I may wonder, mm. you know, yeah. but, but, but it's never, I see... Because it's a 35 year old guy, you know, my mate or friend, and he's like, Oh, yeah. this is my girlfriend, and she's 22. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, ah, This age gap, how would it work? Uh, not necessarily, yeah. because I mean, you, you can have a 30 something who can keep up with the kind of nightlife and activities a 20 something would be interested in. At the, yeah. same, time, at, at the same time, the 20 something might be happy that, Oh, 
they want the typical 30 plus guy who goes to sleep by night so i can yeah. go out with my girls and do my thing you know he doesn't yeah. even stress me you yeah. know so it's it's um it's, it's unique yeah yeah and depending on what people want yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right so we're going to do the last one uh this one is kanye west and his estranged uh wife kim kardashian okay so this month of february on valentine's day she gifted mm-hmm. he sent a gift to her i think maybe it was like a truck of flowers or something you know of that sort and a lot of people felt like you know it just was a bit unnecessary because obviously everybody knows that the word is strange like they're not together they're trying to you know finalize the whole divorce blah 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 mm-hmm. so what was do you think this was a good idea i mean obviously there's also the bigger picture of whether or not he was he's doing it because um, i was reading somewhere that he has an album coming up soon so there are people like oh he's just it's part of publicity like to just continue keeping his name i think somewhere, it was his documentary yeah you know somewhere in there um but just removing it so just stepping away from that bigger you know picture of it um do you think it's a good idea to try to you know whether it's i mean this is marriage obviously but let's let's look at it just with dating like in a in a relationship not that not marriage um to keep interfacing with um a relationship that has broken down like you keep trying to like go back and i don't because no. i don't know i don't know whether this was a gesture of can we be friends or I still love you? I don't know what this is, but do you think like it's a good idea to think, you know to do things like this? Yeah, I think like with everything else, I think you go <clears throat> you go for what you want. I think yeah. um, you know you don't need it shouldn't escalate to the point of harassment. But, yeah. but where where relationship ends not of your own doing or not of mm. your own choice if you're broken yeah. up with i don't think there's anything wrong with trying to win him or her back you know yeah. at some point the other party might end up being unequivocal and end up being clear that you know what this is it can't work. To happen yeah you're harassing me leave me alone yeah. it's just yeah. to the point where you get the message you know mm. what 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 has intrigued me is how from the outside looking in like everyone is so quick to brand Kanye's action as harassment mm. and I, I felt it was a bit I, I know he has made several comments even though, though the divorce process has commenced I know he has made several comments about wanting his family back and wanting yeah. Kim back whether it's for um um, promotional publicity, purposes yeah. for publicity or not. If you take all these things at face value, he's attempting to win her back. So yeah. Valentine's Day, he sent a truckload of flowers to her house. Uh, you know, for it, I think it has more to do with the characters involved than the mm. actual actions. Because mm. what would be deemed sweet or romantic, you know, where, where someone is involved who is known to be erratic and um, yeah you know it, it takes on it, it taints it yeah it taints it a bit on. you know mm. so i i think you know again celebrity stuff most times it's just it's a bit uh, 
it's a bit tiring. But but in the in the general sense, I don't think there's anything mm. wrong with trying to win someone. Win back someone who you've know, lost. But, but we're all human beings. Like you know when you've done too much. You yeah. Know, you know when yeah. you've done too much. You know when you you know when you've crossed the line in your attempt. Yeah, and even when you've done back. enough, when you've done enough, and, and yeah. like it's not working too. Yeah, yeah. You've done enough. So, but I, yeah. I I don't subscribe to you know it's um. I think it's Michelle Branch one of her songs and the line always stuck with me then uh, at, at at that age because you know that's the age of relationships and all that and yeah, was, yeah. Like when she said you know it's it's overrated not saying how you feel you yeah know, this idea that i like her but i'm going to you know just keep quiet and see how it goes or you yeah. know she said it's over i'll just take the chain no while and how many fish mm. in the sea you know, I think oh, it's 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 so overrated. Yeah. yeah, like go for it, try and win her back. You might, you might not, but you have to try. At least you tried. A for yeah. effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was that was it. Is there any of the stories at, of that that but that stuck out to you in more? Like, is there anyone that you felt like this one? you know, that you want to just say any extra thing about? Um, I, I think it would, two things. I think the social media thing. Yeah. I think, um, I think we need to exploit social media for its positives rather than mm-hmm. the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that social media can be too easily weaponized, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's, um, Everyone assumes a new persona on social media. Yeah, like it's it's almost like everybody wants so on social media. Let's say Twitter particularly. There's this general crab mentality. Like, mm. if to get more followers, I will be a savage on your comments mm. and yeah. basically I'll embarrass you in public so that people would like me. like me you yeah, know very, so it's yeah. everyone assumes this you know it's it's so you know and on the other side there's also a lot of you know i see a lot of people you know basically seeking validation like it's yeah. i i just i i'm just very um concerned about you know the fact that it's it can be it it's it's it can be a dangerous place. So um yeah. you know, um I think adults need to be more deliberate about the way we use social media. Mm. And um uh, adults with children need to be deliberate about supervising how their children use social media because at the yeah. end of the day it can it can be a very, very, very positive tool. But exactly. Um, you know, and then Depends of course yeah. Yeah, and then of course, secondly, you know, um, nobody knew this was going to happen, um, mm. you know. But you know, let's all, you know, do a bit, keep Ukraine in our prayers. Um, yeah. There's a lot of talk about, you know, um, historical um, racism in Eastern Europe. All the stories mm. about, you know, even the racism being experienced by African students or Nigerian students mm. trying to leave mm. Ukraine at Poland and the rest, you know, mm. so it has evoked, rightly so, a lot of um, negative emotion towards, um, you know, the whole 
um, show of empathy for for mm. Ukraine. But but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, innocent children, men, yeah. women are being killed for no no good reason. So yeah, exactly. You know, let's keep them in our prayers. Is the yeah. best is the best we can do. And um, yeah, I think it also being like a political season and is coming next year i think this just shows you like the people you choose to the people you give power over you decide your fate you know so a decision is being taken by a president that you know you've never sat down across exactly (laughs) across you've never talked to (laughs) but he can take a decision that affects you inside your bedroom yeah um, so yes let's be deliberate about the electoral process let's go out get your pvcs vote you know it's the best you can do the best you can do is vote yeah yeah true 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 wonderful wonderful thank you for launching the guest hosting seat i'm sure the anointing of your presence will bring more and more people <laughs> it was it was it was it was lovely and i if asked to i'll be back hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right bye thank you all right so that's it on this episode of transition podcast tales from the web loves edition I hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you again, Barista Uzo Ikwe, for stepping out of your element, but still showing yourself in your element towards the end uh, for talking on about this and joining me to do this. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was fun. And um, this is wishing each and every one of you out there listening a marvelous March. March is my birth month, and uh, it's my prayer that... It will just be marvelous in every single way that we want it, uh, especially for those of us who may have had a difficult February. Um, may March cause us to smile. All right. So until next time. Bye.